1: everybody. Welcome into the Overreaction Sports Show brought to you by the Market Dominator team on the Buffalo Rumblings Vodcast Network. I'm your host, the voice of the Overreaction Sports Show. My name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. It's so good to have you. We are one Monday, one Sunday, Monday, one weekend closer to victory Monday here as Buffalo Bills fans. It's good to have you guys. Had to work through some uh, technical difficulties. Those of you that are listening in podcast form will have no idea that that ever even happened because I'll edit that whole little tiny like one and a half minute segment out where there was absolutely no audio at all. But welcome, everybody. It's good to see everybody jumping into the chat. So good to have you guys with me for this live broadcast of the Overreaction Sports Show. And we're going to talk about some stuff. So we're going to talk about some uh, moves. That uh, the Buffalo Bills have made so far, we're going to talk about, uh, obviously, the topic of tonight is Jordan Poyer, Tremaine Edmonds, Dawson Knox, and Ed Oliver. And whether or not, if you had to make a decision on who you're going to keep, which one of them you're going to keep, because this is very much going to probably amount to a four-man enter, four-men enter, and two-men leave type of a scenario for the Buffalo Bills. If Brandon Bean is does what we call Brandon Bean things, then there's probably a very good chance that he could find a way to keep three of them. And obviously, Ed Oliver, of those th- four guys that I brought up, I, I saw them brought up someplace else, and I don't remember where. It was on Twitter, and I, I would give credit, but I can't remember who it was. This is not necessarily a, an original idea by me. Ed Oliver, though, getting back to it, has two years left on his contract. He The Bills picked up his fifth-year option, but you have to assume that they're going to at some point in time relatively soon be looking at figuring out a way to extend him but the other three are done after this year as far as contract wise so four men enter two men leave hypothetically is what we're going to talk about after we get through some other stuff one of those first things we got to get through is from the top whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee at the gym with your AirPods in on the drive to work or watching me right now live on YouTube, Facebook, and or Twitter, maybe all three, maybe just one, maybe two, let me just say one more time, welcome. And as I'd like to tell all of you guys all the time, my show is brought to you sponsored by the Market Dominator team. So you will notice that through the last S- couple months. The, it's gone from the market dominator to the market dominator team. And who is the market dominator team? Well, the market dominator team is my good friend, John Spaz, checking my other good friend, Scott Katilis. Uh, And I just want to take just a minute to talk about them because if you are in the market, if you're looking to purchase a home uh, or sell a home, you want to go with a real estate agent and a real estate broker that is going to do right by you, that they're 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 going to keep the 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 sale moving, they're going to keep driving, they're going to keep pushing, they're going to make sure that everybody's got their ducks in a row. They're never going to respond to you when you ask them what's going on. With I don't know, I'll make a call. Uh, Scott and John are those guys. They are the dudes that basically push the car uphill. When things are going kind of slow but just a little bit uh for you guys they are also the official realtors of bill's mafia so that's you if you're a member of bill's mafia and you're listening to me right now they are the official realtors of bill's mafia they are uh or i should say john is an associate real estate broker uh with uh metro roberts who they are not it was funny because john corrected me i thought metro roberts was new in buffalo and they're not they've they've been around for a while. But Metro Roberts is uh, in the process right now of taking the entire market, the, the Buffalo market, by storm. Uh, but uh, the market dominators use the most recent cutting edge AI technology available to market your home. And here's the thing: this is where, it, it, like the the, I guess the rubber meets the road for me. You know, when John helped me buy my house, and I did construction work as a, as a as a high schooler and a college student. My stepdad was a contractor. Uh, John walked me through my house and showed me things like good cracks in my foundation. The one that I was looking to buy and bad cracks, like, you know, potential bad cracks. He walked me through like the roof and stuff. He, he walked me through things that mattered and things that didn't matter. And then I had the opportunity to make that choice with that, what they like to do, what they pride themselves on is four things. They educate, they advocate, they negotiate, and then they, they dominate. But if you are in the market to buy or sell a home, call John, call Scott. The market dominator team, you can reach them at 716-570-3298. That number again, 716-570-3298. That is John's personal cell phone. He will answer. And when you call, tell him that the voice sent you. Homework done. Homework done. We are uh, Super Chat live on this here program. So if you have something that you want to get my attention about, whether it's a comment, a question, whatever, feel free to Super Chat me. Uh, You can also jump into the comment section and chat up everybody that's there. Summer is on its way. I'm excited for some 70-degree 70, 70 temps this week here in western New York. Before we do that, before we get into everything else, please like and subscribe, whatever platform you might be listening on. So, with that, it, it was kind of a, was it a slow week? It definitely wasn't a slow week. And and Stefan Diggs, as we all know, re-signed with the Buffalo Bills for four more years to make it six years uh, some gigantic number. I think four, he extended four for an extra $96 million. I, The numbers are out there. I didn't write them down. I'm sorry. We talked about it at length on the Humpty Hotline uh, on Wednesday. It was exciting. Going into next week's show, I am going to do some draft breakdown stuff as we are approaching the draft. I would expect the Phoenix show to be back around draft time as well. And then obviously the Humpty Hotline with myself and uh, the King is back in full force as well. But what have the Bills done? So a little bit of a refresher, a little bit of a touch up, and then we'll talk about the topic of the show. The Bills have extended Mitch Morse. They've extended Jake Co- or resigned, I should say, Jake Kumaro. They've resigned Isaiah McKenzie. All of this, you guys should know. I just want to cover it one more time. Saran is resigned. Taiwan Jones has has come back for one more year. The Bills have added Von Miller. They've added Daquan Jones. They've added Tim Settle. They've added O.J. Howard. They've added Roger Saffold. They've added or brought back Jordan Phillips and Shaq Lawson. Uh, Markel Lee signed a one-year deal. They signed Case Keenum and Matt Barkley to basically shore up that quarterback room that before those two signed, all that was there was Josh Allen. And they went from basically having just Josh Allen, which arguably could put them in the situation of having the best quarterback room (laughs) in the league with just Josh Allen, but by adding a, a winner, a guy that can win football games in Case Keenum and somebody that uh, Josh Allen is very close with and you know relies on in Mac Barkley, there's a lot of people out there that feel like the Buffalo Bills now have the best quarterback room in the league, solidified. Uh, they added J- uh, Jameson Crowder. They added Duke Johnson. They brought back, re-signed Ryan Bates for a four-year contract. They matched Chicago's contract, offered to him, and then restructured it, which is about one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. To give the Bills more cap space this year, which Stefan Diggs' uh, contract also gave them more cap space, they re-signed Ike Botker, and I think that is pretty much the list of it uh, that that's out there of, of signings that they've made. Guys that are still available: Jerry Hughes, Justin Zimmer. There's some dudes on that were on this team last year that you know were decent. I would like to see Jerry Hughes come back, but that's not what necessarily we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, before we get anywhere. Uh, on buffalorumblings.com dot and if you are not tuned into and not paying attention to, and you are not reading or logging onto or navigating over to buffalorumblings.com dot you need to, because our writers over there do a very good job of just bringing you Buffalo Bills content that's completely different than what we're talking about in the live programs in the podcast. So Jay Spence the King, myself, uh, you know Bruce Nolan, whoever John Fina, those of us that are doing these live shows, these podcasts, circle the wagons. Uh, not another Bills podcast. I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss some. Like, just there's a whole bunch of them, right? Joe Ve- or uh, Steve Vegas show. Uh, all the all the podcasts, Breaking Buffalo Rumblings, Matt Warren's you know question and answer. There's a lot of podcasts. There's a lot of content that you're aware of if you're listening to me in podcast form. But there's also a lot of great written content at BuffaloRumblings.com. You need to go there. You need to go to BuffaloRumblings.com and uh, check there first for all of your information, all of your news. Uh, we are verified. Uh, that doesn't mean that anybody's necessarily making, bu- you know, buku bucks. There's not a bunch of full-time guys over there like The Athletic. But uh, there's some good content coming out. And what I want to talk about is an article that Sean Murphy did where he was just talking about the basically the top cornerbacks that are available. Now, he didn't break down necessarily who the Bills should go after or who they shouldn't. He just gave us a list. And we've been talking about CB2 for some time, right? We've been talking about CB2 for quite a while, as I've told all of you. And I was at the gym the other day, and there's some there's some Bills players that actually work out there in the offseason. And uh, it was it was actually Wednesday morning when Stephon Diggs re-signed, and I yelled out, we still need a CB2. <laughs> and a couple of guys turned their heads and looked at me, and I, was, I wasn't embarrassed, but I was a little bit like, I mean, I shouldn't have said that so loud. Uh, if the season were to start next week on Sunday, your cornerbacks, cornerbacks for the Buffalo Bills are, as we've talked about a lot, Cam Lewis and Dane Jackson. Dane Jackson is also not on the list of four guys that we're going to talk about, but he is also in his last year of his contract for the Buffalo Bills. I would expect the Bills to bring him back, but the Bills have a clear need at cornerback. Probably the biggest need on this football team is corner. We talked a lot over the last couple of weeks about Stephon Gilmore. If you're interested in Stephon Gilmore, it's going to cost you about $14 million a year. I'm going to be honest with you. That number does not make me very happy. I'm not interested in Stefan Gilmore. Joe Hayden is a guy that's out there who was just golfing, if rumors be true and pictures are current, with Von Miller. You have to wonder what their topic of conversation was as they were milling around the putting green, waiting for people to putt out. My guess is they were talking about What's going on in Buffalo and why Vaughn Miller signed in Buffalo, what brought him here, why he's excited about being here. And you know, you gotta wonder what Joe Hayden thinks. 33 years old, he's a solid veteran. In my opinion, a perfect vet for stop for a stopcat McDermott scheme. Uh, a guy that can basically play opposite tredavius White, can hold down the fort and then play opposite Tradavius White, probably at a high level. AJ Bue is another guy out there, uh, has often been injured, but getting kind of, you know up in years as far as that goes. There's a couple other guys out there. Um, and for some reason, I've lost that page. Here it is. Uh, a couple of the guys that I have not considered yet that Sean Murphy was talking about was a guy like Xavier Rhodes. You know, it's funny because when, when, I, when I read this article, I was like, oh my gosh, Xavier Rhodes. I haven't even thought about Xavier Rhodes. But Xavier Rhodes, you know, was a three-time Pro Bowl selection with the Vikings. And then he went to the Indianapolis Colts for the last two seasons um you know and he he wasn't he I want to say he got burnt a little bit right so he gave up some touchdowns in 29 games he he allowed eight touchdowns which is not great but he also only allowed you know 50 percent of the passes thrown in his directions in, in his direction to be completed he is also an older guy Xavier Rhodes 32 years old I would probably venture to warn you or tell you that not warn you warn you is the wrong word i would probably school you educate you in the reality that we all understand and know that scheme usually means a lot especially from a cornerback standpoint now my guess is the reason that he went from being a pro bowl player with the vikings to a guy that was getting toasted often in indianapolis was because of the scheme that they were playing i gotta think that you know sean mcdermott could probably put Xavier Rhodes in a position to win. Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier. I'd like to see a guy like Xavier Rhodes in Buffalo. So for me, I'm probably leaning towards, and you guys can put in the comment section who you think or what you think. I'm probably leaning towards Joe Hayden, Xavier Rhodes. Before I was leaning a little Joe Hayden kind of heavy A.J. Boyer, But I'm probably, I think after reading uh, Sean Murphy's article, I'm probably in the uh, the Joe Hayden Xavier Rhodes kind of camp for me. I'd like to see the Bills bring in one of them, and then obviously they're gonna they're they're gonna have to address it right in the draft. David S comes in and says, "I'm a little late, Joe. Can you start over?" Well, good news, Dave. We had some technical difficulties at the top. <laughs> there was no audio, so literally, uh, you might not be that late. You might not be as late as you think. And I'm not going to keep you guys for very long uh, for this show, just because. There's not a mountain of stuff to talk about. But I do want to bring up this fun topic. Four men enter, two men leave. Four men enter, two men leave. When you look at this the, the situation of what the Buffalo Bills have done cap-wise, what they've done salary-wise, the guys that they've brought in, the guys that they've signed, the guys that they've re-signed, Josh Allen. Stefan Diggs, right? Big big number contracts. Big big number contracts. They've got some guys that are coming up. We've talked about them ad nauseum. I've already talked to them about talked about them on this show. Three of the main guys that we are concerned about as Bills fans coming into this season and then transitioning to 2023 are Jordan Poyer, Tremaine Edmonds, Dawson Knox. And then just kind of like to throw in there just for the sake of having the conversation. I threw in Ed Oliver, but this 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 topic of conversation could very easily be three men enter and two men leave. And I think what's difficult for us as Bills fans is these aren't people that we necessarily don't like. It's not like we're trying to jettison some high-priced dude that's on this roster that annoys all of us and none of us can stand. There of the th- of the four names that I just gave you, Poyer, Edmonds, Knox, and Oliver. More uh urgently, Poyer, Edmonds, and Knox, you would be hard pressed to find people that don't like those guys. Now I know I know that there are some people out there in the Twitter sphere that make a living on horrible to bad takes about Tremaine Edmonds literally spend their entire energy, all of their energy and life talking about every single day, almost hourly. Most of those people I have muted. So if you are listening to this podcast, if you're watching me live right now and you are somebody that's on social media all the time hammering Tremaine Edmonds and how he's got to go and the Bills better not resign him and it was a mistake to give him his fifth-year option, I don't see it because I muted you. Promise you I've muted you on Twitter. So, yes, I'm aware that there is a small remnant, a small contingent of people that are out there bashing Tremaine Edmonds. But by and large, Bill's Mafia are fans of Jordan Poyer, Tremaine Edmonds, Dawson Knox, and especially Ed Oliver. But as, as I kind of break this down for you, what I want you to do is that I want you to find that space in your heart, right? So you've got to figure out a way to find that space in your heart and almost, like, remove it, right? So we got to take – we. Th- this is the, the chamber of my heart where I love the Bills and I love the players on this football team. And this is the most connected football team we've probably ever had. They love each other. We hear conversations and, and comments come out from players all the time about how – Stefan Diggs talked about it through COVID when he got here, it wasn't normal. He didn't have the opportunity because of COVID to go run the town and make friends in Buffalo and and meet people and kind of like keep himself away from the team. He was forced to be with the team almost 24 seven. Like his whole entire circle was the team. And he said that that wasn't normal. He said, sure. You know, the guys in the locker room, these are my guys. I love these guys. They're, they're, they're the boys. But he said in his presser that that's not normal. Normally, you know, they're the guys in the locker room, but here in Buffalo, because of COVID in the last two seasons, they've been very tight, very close, very family oriented. I'm sure it's that way around the league as well. But the camaraderie is a little bit different and it's all led by Josh Allen. And it's very reminiscent of the nineties bills. And I know that that's the, that's like the moment that people pump the brakes. They're like, I'm sick and tired of hearing about the nineties bills. And I'm sick and tired of hearing about the comp, the the, the comparisons between the nineties bills and these current bills. And I I'm sick and tired of hearing about Jim Kelly and how he compares to Josh Allen. Well, they don't Jim Kelly is not Josh Allen and Josh Allen is not Jim Kelly. Josh Allen is clearly a completely different animal and makeup than Jim Kelly was. And if you want to use the word creature that Von Miller used, Josh Allen is a creature in this league. Whereas Jim Kelly was, you know, a very, Big, moxie-driven, super confident linebacker that could throw a football and and basically truck you down, and where he maybe lacked once in a while in certain things, he used his physicality to basically bowl you over, and he was incredibly smart. He understood football, he understood offenses, and he understood defenses. They are different players completely, and... While I haven't necessarily said it in public, I haven't said it out loud, I'm probably willing to say at this point in time that Josh Allen is probably right now a better quarterback than Jim Kelly was. And I don't mean that to diss or to berate Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly is a Hall of Famer. He's the greatest quarterback that's ever donned a Bills uniform until Joshua Allen. All that to say this to get back to the point. We love these guys. We absolutely love these guys. I love the players on this football team. John Kieran is reminding everybody to smash that like button. There's a whole bunch of people in the room right now. Yeah, whatever platform you're on, jump on that like button. It's a little thumbs up. All you got to do is just click it. And after you click it, roll your cursor over to the bell and hit the bell. And then every time, if you're on YouTube, that is, if you're on YouTube, roll roll your cursor over and hit the bell. And if you hit the bell, you'll get notified every single time. Buffalo Rumblings goes live, which we're going to be going live often coming up because the draft is coming. Thank you to the 3 or 4 of you that have already clicked it. Click that thumbs up button. Back to it. So, we love this football team. So, this is not a situation. I'm not bringing this topic to you because I want like to to like bring hatred. I'm not going to disparage. I'm not going to talk negative about any of these guys. I'm not going to try to make you make up your mind. I'm not going to try to put you in a situation or a position where that's right. I don't like that guy. He's the guy that should go. That's not what I'm trying to tell you. So when you think about the space in your heart where your Bill's mafia fandom is, I just want you to figure out a way to crawl out of it for a second. Just crawl out of it for a moment and try to look at it objectively. And I'm not telling you that I have a decision. I'm not telling you that I've landed someplace in this space. I'm not telling you that, like, I've figured this out. I know exactly what I would do. I don't. But the four guys we're talking about are Jordan Poyer. Jordan Poyer has basically gotten proactive in his looking for a new contract, and I can't say that I blame him. Mad love, mad respect for you, Jordan. Love you, dude. I don't know you. But I feel connected to you because you're connected to Jay Spence, and Jay Spence is my best friend. So I am a fan of Jordan Poyer. I'm a fan of his play. I'm a fan of the man. I'm the fan of. I'm a fan of his character. I'm a fan of his of his story. But Jordan is already looking for a new deal. He's already he's he's he signed a contract to have Drew Rosenhaus represent him, which we all know that name. He's probably the best agent in all of sports uh uh jordan has one year left on his contract we've already established that already established that and when we and when we and when we talk about jordan again i'm not going to disparage like you can't, how do you disparage how do you disparage jordan poyer how does one say make an argument that that's the dude that's got to go and we walk away from this thing 15 minutes later with all of you going that's right he's got to go You just, you can't make, you. There's there's no way. Jordan Poyer, first team All-Pro at 30 years old. Jordan Poyer, first team All-Pro at 30 years old. Jordan Poyer, defensive captain at 30 years old. Jordan Poyer, part of arguably the best safety tandem in the entire NFL at 30 years old. Reliable, durable, solid. Jordan is everything that you want in an NFL player everything that you want in an NFL player. I just, the problem is, is you can't keep these guys forever. But Joe, we just gave Von Miller at 33 years old, a six year, $160 million contract. Well, it's not really that it's more of a three year, I think $54 million contract. And what you have to weigh is when you remove yourself from the space in your heart, that's basically where, you know, the buffalo head is on my hoodie. When you remove yourself from that space, is there somebody that can not easily, but how easy is it to replace the guy that we're talking about? And I'm not saying that Jordan is easy to replace. That's not what I'm saying. But Jordan is aging out a little bit. He's 30 years old. Spot track has him worth his value right now, about 11 million a year. You got to think that he's probably going to be looking for three years around three to four years around 30 to 40 million, mid 30 to 40, mid 40 million, wait, mid 30 million, mid 40 million dollars in money. He's going to be expensive to keep, and that's going to be a recurring theme in the guys that we're about to talk about. He's going to be expensive to keep. I don't know what this defense looks like without without Jordan Poyer roaming the, roaming the backfield. Do any of you know what this defense looks like without Jordan Poyer roaming the defensive backfield? I don't. I'm not saying that Demar Hamlin and Jaquan Johnson aren't good or don't have potential. I just don't know. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, I'm a little bit afraid to find out. David S., who's been a... Every time I look down, I see David S. Com- uh, comment. He says, "I hate to break that break up that duo." Right? Talk about it. So that's Jordan Poyer. Again, I, I can't disparage anybody. I'm not going to disparage anybody. I'm just asking you, Bills Mafia, and you're doing it marvelous, marvelously in the comment section. You're already like going through all of all of the emotion of this guy, that guy. What about this? What about that? Do we trade? I don't want any of them to leave, right? Jessica Tennis Tennis says, good thing, oops, uh, says that uh, the the salary cap is going up to around 260 260 million in 2024. That's possible. But keep in mind, along with that cap raise, Josh Allen's cap is going to go up. That's the first year, uh, 2020, what is it, 2023? is the first year Josh Allen's cap starts to go up. Stephon Diggs's numbers are going to be going up as well. And obviously we know that, that, that Brandon Bean is a master at setting these cap situations up, these numbers up, these contracts up, so that he can get out of them at any point in time, which is exactly what you want because the Bills will never be in a situation where they're in cap jail. Tremaine Edmonds. If you're in the comment section right now or if you're listening to this in podcast form and you've got a disdain for Tremaine Edmonds, I would recommend if you're listening to me, please don't jump in and like to the comment section and start slamming Tremaine. I, that's not what this show's about. And if you're listening to me in podcast form, hit that advanced 15 or advanced 30 seconds thing until I get done with Tremaine Edmonds. Right now, Tremaine Edmonds is your starting middle linebacker. He leads the team in tackles pretty much every single year. Somehow, he's 23 years old. <laughs> he's entering his fifth season at 23. He's about to turn 24. He's a team captain. He's an athletic freak. Some would say that defense is absolutely uh, game plan around him. I don't know that to be true. I've never heard a head coach or defensive coordinators say, or it leak out in the press after the Bills have beaten the team saying, man, we really tried to do what we could about against Tremaine, and he just beat us. Like, I haven't heard that, but some people say that. He keeps his nose down. He's quiet. Does his job. Backs his guys up. He's fast. He's a good football player. He's a very, very good football player. No, he is not Brian Urlacher. No, he is not Luke Keekley And I don't think anybody's asking him to be those guys. Nobody's asking him to be Khalil Mack. That's not what the Bills have asked him to do. This isn't a conversation about how Matt Milano is better than Tremaine Edmonds and they should quote-unquote move Matt Milano inside. And if you're a person that lives in that space where you've got yourself convinced and you've said it on social media that they should move Matt Milano inside, I would pose this question to you. How do you move someone inside of two people? If you're confused by that question, I'm going to say I'm going to say it again. How do you move someone inside two people? Because the Bills play a four two base, they play four down defensive linemen. Two edge rushers, two defensive tackles, usually two linebackers. Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano. So Tremaine isn't even really a middle linebacker. They play a 4-2 nickel base. At least they did a whole lot up until the Colts ran all over them. (laughs) Conversation for another day. And then while I was on this show overreacting about the fact that you like Leslie Frazier saying that I'm I'm totally rabbit trailing Leslie Frazier like coming out and saying we never once considered moving out of our fortune nickel base when Jonathan Taylor is basically rolling up the world on you in rushing yards. And then I get flack on Twitter for calling him out on that. And people are like, well, they're a 4-2 nickel. Clearly, they feel like they're better in 4-2, 4-2 nickel. And then we see the Bills play other good rushing teams, and they actually start playing four, some 4-3 base stuff, which just vindicated and verified what I said, which is you bring in a bigger another big linebacker. That's just what you do. Sorry, rabbit trail. Not even a good rabbit trail. That wasn't even like a good vamp. It was kind of a bad one. Tremaine Edmonds, though, he's, you know, it's arguable, and it has been argued that he has not developed the way that some would have liked. When you're taken 16th overall, and your draft partner is Josh Allen, <laughs> there's a there's an unrealistic expectation on you. that guy. Look what he turned into. Why didn't you turn into the same thing that guy turned into? You were both kind of raw projects. You're both crazy athletic. You're both abnormally huge. You're both freaks of nature. You're both creatures. Why Why are you lagging behind that guy? That guy is a, a, a first ballot Hall of Famer in his fifth season, and you're just leading the team in tackles. You're just the captain of the defense. You're just super reliable and solid. It's a little ridiculous. I, I, so I mean, I don't I don't know I don't know the arguments that people want to bring against Tremaine Edmonds outside of he didn't turn into what I thought he was going to become, which is funny because the same thing is somewhat true of Ed Oliver. I remember when Ed Oliver was drafted, like everybody was, everybody this dude is the next Aaron Donald. Nope. <laughs> Newsflash just as there's only one Josh Allen as mr Diggs says nobody is turning into another josh allen <laughs> nobody's turning into another aaron donald and somehow we've we've managed to shed that characteristic we've shed we've shed that narrative of of Ed oliver that that we felt like he had to be the next aaron donald he has dodged it good for him whoops sorry about that I don't want to see Tremaine Edmonds off this roster. I don't know who you replace him with. I'm gonna do, <clears throat> I'm gonna do a show next week. We're gonna talk draft. Next week, we're gonna talk draft. It's the Sunday Eve live show, Monday drop podcast of the draft. And we're gonna talk about who's out there for the Bills to replace Tremaine Edmonds with if they decide to move him on draft day, which is a huge rumor that's out there. And you're talking about a situation, as much as Tremaine Edmonds, yes, came in and started day one, that's not guaranteed. That's not exactly normal for the captain of your defense. Jessica Tennis with the Super Chat. Jessica, thank you for being a part of this show and for just always being, like, connected to whatever it is that we're talking about, about the Bills. You are awesome. So if nobody has if nobody has told you that today, and somebody probably has, let me be the first. If not, you are awesome, Jessica. Edmonds has been playing behind a light line the last two years. You're not wrong, and that actually brings up another great point. If Tremaine Edmonds right now, oh, I had his numbers. Where his numbers? I think the Bills, I or I think Spot Track has him rated or ranked right now at 13 million a year. Is what he's worth. Yes. This is so this is in my notes. So Spot Track right now, playing behind a wildly ineffective defensive line the last couple of years, compares him to CJ Mosley and Miles Jack in stats. I'm not saying that he's CJ Mosley. I'm not saying that he's Miles Jack, Miles Jack. So don't freak out on me. That's what Spot Track has him compared to stat wise. They have an average value of, for him right now of $13.5 million. It's assuredly going to go up. If that defensive line is going to be better with the likes of Tim Settle, Greg Rousseau with another year under his belt, Boogie Basham with another year under his belt, Vaughn Miller in the fold, you've got to think that the opportunity for Tremaine Edmonds to be free from... Having big fat dudes wearing the number 75 grab a hold of his jersey is going to basically make him a better football player. If it makes him a better football player and he becomes wildly effective, that 13-5 is going to turn into 18 real quick. We might be having a different conversation about Tremendale. I might have to unmute some people (laughs) just to see them eat crow a little bit. David Griffin comes in with a super chat. David, thank you so much. And I see that uh, you've got it in there, which is good. I know they play different positions, but what makes Micah Parsons such an effective linebacker compared to Tremaine? I don't, David, I wish I had this answer. It's going to be a number of things. It's going to be clearly talent and ability. It's going to be scheme and what he's being asked to do, right? Micah Parsons, I believe, is an edge rusher, is he not? Tremaine Evans is not a pass rusher. And I would say this, and this is just based off of what John Fina has made me aware of. The Bills wildly have not done a very good job from a coaching standpoint of developing their players' pass rushing techniques. And that means Greg Rousseau, A.J. Epinesa, Boogie Basham, all those guys. John Fina talks all the time about the fact that these guys come into these games and they've got one move, which is kind of like a wiggle and a push. They wiggle their shoulders and then they bull rush. There's no swims. There's no spins outside of Jerry Hughes who developed that stuff all on his like prior to this coaching staff. There's not been a whole lot of refining of, you know, pass rushing skills at any position, which is, you the bills have inferred that they're kind of excited to have Von Miller kind of coach their guys into doing that, which it's like, well, if Von Miller's coming in to do this at three years, fifty four or fifty six million dollars. Why are you paying that coach to do it? Seems like you should jettison that, that that dude. John Curon, you gave me you gave me a super chat, which is great, but there's no content. Is that uh I don't know if this is what you're trying to say. Jessica is a genius. Two gapping inside defensive line versus one gap in the past will free up Tremaine Predator Edmonds to do his thing. I agree. So that puts us in a situation of Tremaine going from 13 million a year to 15, 18 million a year. It's a big number. <laughs> I thought this show was going to be short and somehow I'm dragging this thing out. It's going to be just as long as normal. Outside the technical glitch at the top, which for those of the the, the couple of you that were with me, R- Richard Rush, are you still out there? You still out there, Richard Rush? John Kieran says he's still trying to figure out how how to comment and super chat together. Dude, I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you. Brian Freedom says Von Miller isn't known for his teaching. That's actually not true. Von Miller has a defensive pass rush like summer school that he does. Every single year, Richard Rush says, I'm here, by the way, for all of you, I got to meet Richard Rush, the man, the myth, the legend at one of the bills, uh, open practices, open training camps last year. And, uh, Richard is an awesome dude. And I gave Richard and his son a set of my tickets. Like there was a game that I couldn't go to and I gave him my tickets to a bills game and him and his son enjoyed the football game. I think it was raining the whole time. I could be wrong. But uh, all that to say this, my intention is to go to training camp a lot this year, like maybe like get a hotel in Rochester and go to training camp for a couple days, four or five days. I would love to meet as many of you as I possibly can. Would love to meet as many of you as I possibly can. David Reed in with a Super Chat. Thank you, sir, for being a part of the show. Milano gets $11 million a year. Is Edmonds worth that in your opinion? Would he take that? If Tremaine Edmonds takes 11 million a year, he's undervaluing himself just like Matt Milano did, and he's doing it to stay in Buffalo. That's my take. Ah, Richard Rush went to the uh, Texans shutout game. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome, Richard. You're welcome. I think I had family in town. There was a reason I couldn't go. I can't remember what it was. Dawson Knox, we got to we got to rush through this stuff, and I don't have a lot on Tremaine Edmonds. Or I'm sorry, I don't have a lot on Ed Oliver. Dawson Knox, very much. Let's let's do this first. Um, so Jordan Poyer, uh, I thought I had his number. Of what uh, his worth was. I think it was, I did, it was $11 million a year, right? So Jordan, we know what Jordan's number was. Edmonds right now is valued at 13 and a half or something like that. Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox right now, the, the spot track has, he's one year left in his contract. Spot track has him comped with Johnu Smith and Eric Ebron, which seems ridiculous to me. I'm guessing they mean Janu Smith as a Titan and not Janu Smith as a Patriot because that dude was outright ASS as a Patriot. And Eric Ebron, I don't, I mean, I play a lot of fantasy football and Eric Ebron doesn't sound like a name that I'm like jumping out there to get. Right now, Track has a value on Dawson Knox at $8.3 million per year. Now I'm going to give you the other stuff. Dawson Knox very much has had a hard and up and to the right trajectory. So hockey stick, right? For my business folks in the chat and for my business folks listening in the podcast version, up and to the right is always good. The steeper it is up and to the right, the better it is. And Dawson Knox came in, drafted as a project, a wildly athletic prospect out of Old Miss. And since the day he got here, his trajectory has been a hard, sharp up and to the right, year after year, including last year. Going into his fourth year this year, the expectations for Dawson are even higher. But last year, he had 49 receptions, 600 almost 600 yards, and he tied the lead league for touchdowns with nine. With dudes with the names Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey. Dawson Knox has has grown himself into a solid pass-catching tight end outlet like getting tight end for the Buffalo Bills for Josh Allen, and he's become a reliable blocker. And not only is he an outlet for Josh, but he's, an also, he's also a down-the-field option as well. If he continues to progress the way that he has, so if he looks, if he progresses remotely close to year two, year three. He could find himself a top three tight end in the NFL. Dawson Knox is not going anywhere. So when you look at the space in your heart that you've walked out of, Dawson Knox is kind of that name that it's like you're putting him at the top. Dawson's staying, staying, especially with the Bills wide receiver situation the way that it is right now. Dawson is not going anywhere. You're just not letting him walk. I, you know, clearly when you're talking about the cons, there's the drops at times. And as much as he shaped himself into a reliable blocker, there are times he misses his assignment. John Fina has covered that well on the off-tackle with John Fina show. Which, if you're not tuned into that show on Monday nights during the season, you need to be. If you want to learn about football, tune into that show because John talks about the trenches. There's a lot of shows out there that talk about the the position players where there's the skill players, the running backs and the wide receivers and the corners. John talks about the dirt and defending the dirt. I just I just don't see a situation or a scenario where the Bills are letting Dawson Knox walk. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised, hot take, if the Bills re-sign him before this season is out. That's just, I'm not saying it's going to happen. It just wouldn't surprise me. The last guy, and I don't have a lot to talk about the last guy, Ed Oliver. Barring a major meltdown in the next two seasons, Ed Oliver is not leaving this football team. He's just not. So the question you have to ask yourself, four men enter, two men leave. If you want to remove Ed Oliver from that conversation, three men enter, two men leave. I don't I don't know how you do it. If 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 Brandon Bean can find a way to keep all four of these guys, navigate the draft, figure out a way to I don't know, supplement this roster in a way that provides the depth behind these guys that we need. But even as I say that, you know, the reality in the situation is, that you know, the Bills are going into this draft looking for replacements. If you're BPA, if you're best player available, you're looking for the best player available. There's a chance they could take a defensive tackle. There's a chance they could take a tight end. There's a chance that they could take a cornerback. Or you're not going safety in the first round, safety in the second round, possibly. I just don't know what the answer is. Mr. Diggs says all of the Pagula Bucks. That's a Greg Thompson saying. I love it. I had Greg Thompson on my show two years ago, maybe three years ago, talking about Tre'Davious White, and Greg Thompson very confidently said, "Don't you worry, Joe. Tre'Davious White's going to get all the Pagula (laughs) Bucks," and he did. Uh, you know I can't speak enough about the community of co- Bill's content creators when you're talking about all the guys across all the platforms from the, the 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 newly created uh Bill's Mafia fan base or the Bill's fan base with Justice over there in Wyo to the guys that cover one Sterls for the girls Greg and Aaron like all those guys Eric. Even Fanatics, where I was before I came here, Fanatics gave me my first opportunity to be with a real network. Cold front report with Jeremy, Clayton Garrett. Rumblings. Built in Buffalo with Dave. A. Hey, Rich. There's just a great community. Like you got, I don't think Bill's Mafia knows how spoiled you genuinely are. <laughs> Steve Rose says Bruce Nolan. Bruce Nolan's on my network, bro. <laughs> Bruce is my guy <laughs> so yes Bruce but Bruce is on my network when I was talking about all the content creators Joe Marino Joe Marino is a good friend of mine super duper good friend of mine Bruce Nolan's a good friend of mine Jay Spencer King is, you guys have heard me say is one of my best friends love justice like I can't I can't Colt Schroeder all the independent guys are out there Pat Moran Colt Schroeder we are spoiled as Bills fans Super duper spoiled. But as you go into this next week, just think about the fact that the Bills have four guys, four coming up. And that doesn't include the likes of Dane Jackson and some other guys like that, some of the lower, lower like number guys. Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis is coming up. Gabe is going to his third year, his fourth year, his fourth season, his fourth fourth year of his contract will be up the same year that Ed Oliver's is. And if he Gabe Davis continues to build on what he's done, he's not going to be cheap. Robbie says, Hey Joe Wired, what's up? What's up, Robbie? Good to see you, buddy. Love you, dude. This is a this is a hard task. This is a hard conversation. And what's funny is like when the bills used to be good in the nineties, dudes like Shane Conlon left and you really didn't have time to process it or think about it. Shane Conlon was just gone. He went to the Rams and you were like, it is what it is. I guess I'll bring in somebody else. And they did. And now we're in a situation where, you know, you have time to think about it and there's so much information out there. You can find out how much a contract is and how many years they have left and how, what the numbers are and what they're worth and what spot track says. And, you know, there's so much draft information out there, and you know of other free agents that are on other teams. The, the wealth of information—it's incredible. But I would, I would request this, as we are having a conversation about four men enter, two men leave, three men enter, two men leave, whatever. The expectation that not all of these guys are going to get to stay on the roster. Bills Mafia, do your best to remember that once a member of Bills Mafia, always a member of Bills Mafia. And I would say that to all of these dudes, whether it's Poyer or Edmonds or Knox or Oliver or Dane Jackson or Levi Wallace or Harrison Phillips, we love you guys. Love you guys. Thank you so much for entertaining us. Thank you so much for making us proud. Thank you so much for winning football games and leaving it all on that field out there and representing this community, representing this city, representing me and you and every single person in the comments section and every single person that's listening right now. Thank you so much for representing us so well, loving us the way that you do, making the world know that Buffalo is not Siberia. It is actually, in fact, not any colder than Detroit or Minnesota or Chicago or Foxborough granted there might not be as much to do here but this is a proud community and we love our football team and they know it on Sundays we're about to get a brand new football stadium the Bills are going to be here for 34 years longer than most of us that are listening to me talk right now are, are going to be alive and we are truly living truly living in wildest dreams land wildest mother trucking dreams land it's unbelievable ladies and gentlemen you have been tuned into the overreaction sports show brought to you by the market donator team on the buffalo rumblings vodcast network i'm your host the voice of the overreaction sports show my name is joe miller Not only can you find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired, you can find me on Facebook and Twitter. Do me a favor, whatever platform you like to hang out on, friend me, follow me, whatever it is, and interact with me. I love the interaction. I love you, Bills Mafia. Cannot wait. Last season was an incredible opportunity for me to meet so many members of Bills Mafia, and I'm looking forward to meeting so many more of you this season. The draft is in two weeks. The Humpty Hotline is on Wednesday. Food for Thought is on Friday. And as always, Buffalo Rumblings has you covered not only in podcast form, not only in vidcast form, vodcast form, but also at buffalorumblings.com. I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. This is Joe Miller. Go Bills.